the tribe this is a place where we aim to make you laugh piss you off educate and be educated on anything and everything encompassing life <clears throat> trials tribulations today a little bit of history <laughs> we are your hosts i'm maddie and i'm bernie so sit down and buckle up folks because i got that sinfire whiskey flowing and it's gonna be a bumpy ride oh yeah i got that <laughs> royal crest <laughs> you know i've never been a super huge fan of uh like say fireball or yeah like the cinnamon whiskeys cinnamon whiskeys mm-hmm. never been a super huge fan this this uh sin sin fire sinful 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 uh, i gotta double check on the fucking <laughs> on the uh <laughs> i think it is sinful i think it's sinful cinnamon whiskey sinful <laughs> whiskey now that i'm this is gonna bug me if i don't <laughs> Sinfire. No, it is Sinfire. Oh, Sinfire. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sinfire. S-I-N-F-I-R-E. Sinfire. Cinnamon whiskey. It's fucking fire, folks. It's fire. It's good shit. I mean, shit, it's in the name. Um, (laughs) Yes. Now, I will say, I I had this bottle lying around. Um, My go-to whiskey, obviously, Lead Slingers. Obviously. The best whiskey in the lands. (laughs) Get that viper semen into your into your gut and your bloodstream, <laughs> and you can do amazing things, including stop a zombie apocalypse. Yes, you can. Uh, so <laughs> head on over to fucking Blood Singers Whiskey, folks, and pick you up some of the best whiskey in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we want to we got some stuff we want to get into. We're gonna uh, we want to kind of roll through this stuff real quick. Um, first and foremost, you guys know how important fitness is to us on the show. Um, I am an awesome certified personal trainer. Um, bodybuilding and fitness is a huge passion of mine and portion of my life um with training and getting in shape and everything supplements are a huge part of your program um i've been a brand ambassador for five and a half years of blackstone labs supplements um got a little bit of everything guys um you got your daily shit and then you got your stable workout stuff your pre-workouts both stim and non-stim pre-workouts you got your bcaas you got your bcaas with nootropics to help with the mental focus um creatine monohydrates all that good shit and then you got the upper echelon of stuff with legal pro hormones um i said legal not illegal <laughs> legal <laughs> yeah. pro hormones. not to Although, be confused with the illegal shit right right which and at the same time listen i'm not going to sit here in grandstand and um you know, fucking come down on people that, that want to get on gear and juice, man. You do you. Um, you do you, boo-boo. You know, <laughs> I, I I can't sit here and be the pot calling the kettle black. So, uh, with that being said, though, got to have all your other staple stuff in your program. Head on over to blacksonlabs.com. Pick you up some of the most fire fucking Jimmy Peril and most fire supplements in the game. Use my code MAGICMAN330 for that 20% discount at checkout. Also... When you're looking at all this type of stuff, if you kind of have an issue getting into the gym and kind of figuring out what to do or how to do it or that type of thing, I can help you out. Um, my company, Madman Fitness, <clears throat> is my personal training business on the side that I do. Um, 
and I will completely tailor your entire program to your life and your lifestyle for you. This isn't no cookie cutter bullshit. We will talk. We'll figure out what your life's like, what your finances are like, um, kids, no kids, work schedule, all this good shit. Your goals, what you want to accomplish yourself, not what everybody else wants to accomplish, what you want to accomplish. And then we'll tailor your training program to those goals and to that lifestyle. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram at magicman330, or you can hit me up in the tribe email, the underscore tribe21 at yahoo.com. Let's talk. Let's get you going. And folks, I know it's hard financially out there. Everybody's struggling, so I'm not going to price gouge the fuck out of you. Um, I'm actually, Bernie's on one of my programs right now. That I am. <clears throat> we were just chatting about it a little bit. Um, he had a, what was it, push day or pull day the other day that you said uh, pull. That you're still feeling? Pull, pull yeah. day, pull day. So it's going to tax you guys. Yeah. We're going to do, uh, we're going to focus on, you know, progressive overload and all that good <laughs> shit to get you going. Um, and your diet's a big part of it too. So you guys got to keep that in check, but we'll make sure that is all part of your program, your diet and your nutrition, your macros, your calories, all that good stuff. Um, with all that being said, um, a lot of times we get a little drug down during the day. We always reach for that garbage bullshit gas station energy drink, the rock star, the fucking monsters, the Red Bulls, all that crap. But last week we looked it up. I think it was like 63 grams of sugars <laughs> in a fucking rock star. Yeah. Bro, that's some wild shit. Mm -hmm. You got a lot better options, folks, especially with Bernie over at Cardomax.com. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 63 grams of sugar. Throw that shit in the trash. Get you Cardomax.com. Go to Cardomax.com, get you some Cardomax, that energy intensifier. There's zero sugar, zero carbs, zero calories. It has 200 milligrams of caffeine compared to the other energy drinks that only have anywhere between 80 and 160 weak. And then it's also got B3, B6, B12, vitamins, BCAAs. Like It's got everything you need for a growing little boy like yourself. Or a girl like yourself. So go to cardomax.com, use promo code BORNHARD, get you 10% off, get on the subscription because you know you're going to take it, you're going to like it, you're going to love it, you're going to want more of it. And yes, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> that one just came up out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> try so hard, you can't rise above it. Yeah. Um, but get on the subscription, get an additional 5% off. And save you some money and, uh, you know, get on the, because now we're going to be changing seasons pretty soon here. Grab yourself the immune booster as well. That shit's got all kinds of good shit in it too. I don't off the top of my head. I don't know exactly what ingredients it, uh, it is, but I know it has like vitamin C, vitamin D, all the good shit you need, like ginkgo, uh, not ginkgo biloba, but, um, there was another one that, that fights good for, for mental health. I can't remember the name of it at like off the top of my head. <clears throat> go get you some immune booster again zero carbs zero calories zero sugar all that good shit in all their products healthy clean amazing flavors great go get you cardomax.com promo code bornhard for that extra 10 percent off fucking america fucking america and also just real quick and along with all this stuff guys a lot of the stuff that we do promote or we do push out there is all health related um you know, a few years ago, I got off the, you know, I got really gnarly back issues. Um, my whole lower lumbar is completely fucking destroyed. So I'm working on that. Um, but a few years ago, I decided to get off the whole pill popping train. Um, 
because I was just taking anything and everything I could get my hands on just to try and uh, function throughout the day or sleep at night because my back pain was so bad. Um, and man, the amount of uh, research and development and progress that has been made <clears throat> in the way of marijuana or CBD THC products for medical treatments uh, um, has is quite honestly fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. And the gentlemen and ladies over at Shellshock CBD are probably some of the best in the game. Um, mm -hmm. I don't say this because I'm trying to bro vet it up and things of that nature for him. Um, but uh, again, his, his time in service and his accolades and things that he's done deserve to be commended. Um, you know, companies owned and operated by John Burke. He's the 13 and a half year U.S. Army veteran, four and a half years Iraq, Afghanistan, two years on the drill sergeant trail. Um, and ever since he's gotten out, he has done a million bazillion things that, to try and just better society and help the veteran community um, and just people in general. Good dude. Um, host of the All American Savage Show podcast, which is phenomenal. I, I listen to that every fucking day. Um, really smart dude. But his business over at Shellshock CBD specializes in just that CBD products and THC products to help people. Um, they've got everything that you could imagine from your T8, Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC products that will get you high as fuck and you will <laughs> fail a drug test. Yes. Um, but they will also help you with sleep. They will help you with, uh, can help you with, I don't want to say they will help you with, but they can help you with inflammation, uh, aches, pains even shit. recovery, appetite. things like that, appetite, all that good shit. Um, and they've got it in multiple different forms, uh, droppers, uh, Weedos, Doritos, which are like Doritos and Cheetos, but with <laughs> yeah. THC, mm -hmm. uh, gummies. chocolate bar, gummies, hard candies, all the good shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and vapes. vapes. Yep. yep. They've got disposable and like the Refillable. disposable full vapes and the little, cartridges for your little mods that you've got um they also have non-thc cbd products if you're having trouble sleeping get jump on the rack out gummies yes, with five milligrams of melatonin bernie's tried them and it works fucking great so they've got i, all I need to awesome re-up on them because i'm almost yeah. out and i use and they just dropped i believe it's called halo elite or halo ultra one of those two it is mm. a 50 milligram delta 8 thc gift fuck that shit's gonna be gnarly <laughs> Baked as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they just dropped that. Um, and then they also have their health and wellness section. So as well as CBD products for pets. Um, so head on over to Shellshock CBD, guys, and pick yourself up some good natural type of solutions for everything you got going on. Um, also, we're coming into the fall, winter months. It's getting cold. Oh, yeah. You know what happens when it's cold? People drink coffee. You want to wake up in the morning, you want to get energized and charged, and you want to be nice and warm and toasty when you're sipping on that morning cup of java. Mm -hmm. Only coffee in the land that is acceptable <laughs> to be going into your freedom-loving mouth and down your patriotic gullet is Black Rifle Coffee. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Black nothing Rifle better. Coffee. Nothing better. Nothing it is. Better. It's so fucking amazing. I've been drinking Black Rifle Coffee for... Oh, shit, I would say 2016, 20, 2016, about that time. when uh, Which is right around when they dropped, right? Uh, I think Evan was, Evan had already started Black Rifle by himself, just doing his little thing, like one fucking batch. 
here and there back in like 2014 or 13. I can't remember. I have to, I'll have to read, uh, I'll have to reread. Thank you for my service again. Cause he talks, uh, Matt talks about that. Um, I think it was like 2014 or 13 when Evan hit him up, but, um, they were still up and coming and article 15 was still like prevalent before, uh, black rifle was. So it was roughly about 2015, 16, somewhere around there because I remember, um, you know, the ex when she went to BLC or WLC, um, they had black rifle there and she was telling me about it. And I was like, well, fuck, I want to check this out. And, uh, so I ended up getting myself a case, uh, or a, a bag at first. Cause that was before they had the K cups. Cause now they got K cups. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've got everything they've got. They've got your espresso. They, they have a the metric dark... shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck ton of dope ass apparel. 2014. Um, yeah, 24. Okay. I'm on their website right now. Sorry. Yeah, their history. Okay. Founded in 2014 by former U.S. Army Green Beret mm-hmm. Evan Hafer. Yeah. Was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I, I found out about it in roughly about 2016. Um, and there was still, like, you know, Evan was still fucking super small. It was, he had just started getting, you know, getting together with Matt and uh, JT and all that shit. And, um, so I had, you know, I just tried out there. I think they, at that time they only had like three different roasts. Like they had just black beyond black and AK 47 mm-hmm. or something like that. And then they came out with freedom fuel and then they came out with fucking, um, what's the other freedom? Uh, they got freedom fuel and then they have another freedom blend, freedom blend. Yeah. Those two fucking fire. Uh, those are medium roasts, I believe. They they've got a fuck ton of medium roast, dark roast, light roast, espresso beans. They even have decaf. One of the fucking uh, one of the shipments because I I am a coffee subscription. Uh, I have the coffee subscription every every month. I get a twelve pack of the K cups because I take that shit to work every every day. Um, and I also have a couple bags in the in the pantry for when I want to make a pot. Um, so yeah, sorry not to. Not to cut you off, just real quick, dark roast coffees, which is is my go to. I'm a dark mm-hmm. roast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Freedom Fuel. You've got uh, Blackbeard's Delight. Oh yeah, that's the other you, one that I have. I still have to try. Yeah, you've got Beyond Black uh, Roast. You've got Murdered Out Coffee. Mm-hmm. Tactic Squatch Roast. Like guys, there's just a Tactic Squatch good. Yeah, there, and that's just you know they've got like four or five different blends for your dark roast. Um, and then you also have, sorry, no free ads. <laughs> uh, you got the Liberty. No, this doesn't count. This is warranted. <laughs> this is warranted Cause That's I would true. love to someday have, be able to say like, yeah, one of our sponsors, black, Rap mm-hmm. um, you got the Liberty roast, the just black roast, freedom fuel, coffee roast. Uh, and then let's see, AK 47, that's an the exclusive espresso. freedom mm-hmm. roast, Medal of Honor roast. Ooh, like, Medal of Honor roast. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, dude. These are all medium roasts. So. And wow, they jumped on the grinds, the coffee pouch. Yep. It's like dip I ha- pouch with coffee. I have one in, in my lunchbox that I take to work with me every day. <laughs> How do you like them? It's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's like Are dipping a cup of coffee. Delicious? Yeah, it's like <laughs> dipping a cup of coffee. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I got it. I, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I got it. Damn it, we're already coming into some. some of those. They need connection. to get those in the, in the Cabela's out here. Yeah. Coffee. Get yourself some of the best coffee in the fucking game. Hands down, for not the best coffee in the game. Yep. Ooh, what, what's going on right now? <clears throat> We've got some unstable internet connections. Scheisse. That means shit in German. Fuck. Um, okay. We were doing so good for the first fucking 45 minutes that we've been talking. Um. So, okay. Hey, oh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> oh, man, these fucking internet uh, issues that we keep constantly having every fucking week is ridiculous. I'm going to have to get myself a fucking Wi-Fi extender to, just to make sure that... Because the one that I have doesn't fucking work. Um, it won't let me log in. It's fucking retarded. But... Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, my, mine's mine's good. My, my internet's been actually pretty solid lately, so... I got a new tower from T-Mobile, so and that kind of helped fix it. Nice, yeah. My, um, my, my, anyways, yeah. So uh, get on over to Black Rifle Coffee. Mm -hmm. Weird, um, but yeah, get on over there, get the good shit. Um, with all that in the bag and being said, let's get to the show. So we're picking up part three, transitioning out of the military. Um, it is also, as we are recording this. It is 9-11. So we're going to touch a little bit on that um, as well. Um, we're, you know, we just want to give it up to those lives that were lost on 9-11. Um, not all the Americans that died and suffered at the hands of a bunch of dirtbag, asshole, cunt, twat, waffle, fucking terrorists. Yes. I think I fit everything in that needed to be said about them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh yeah so which it's kind of crazy that it's 9-11 as we get into this portion of the transitioning out story of bernie because we're going to jump right into it and kind of cruise through it and we're getting into the deployment mm -hmm. and some certain instances that may have happened on this deployment so it's kind of crazy that we're hitting that aspect of your story and your uh deal on 9-11 yeah. It's a little wild. So uh, last time we left off last week, you had been mortared. You were in the tower with Jimmy. Jimmy was taking a <laughs> shit in the Port of John, and we were talking about the mortars coming in. Yep. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and let's let's uh, let's get, get blown up, kids. Uh, <laughs> let's get right into the rest of the deployment. As Bernie said, let's get blown the fuck up. Let's send it. Here we go. So full send, right? Um, all right. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, the mortars were you know quick into into the deployment um and uh you know it it kind of uh like evened out it kind of plateaued for a little while it was kind of humdrum and we were doing our job every fucking day doing the bullshit um well you know come uh come veterans day specifically the day before veterans day um we uh we went out on a you know routine patrol with our fucking dc uh our you know district fucking center um our police station you, was this a dismounted uh well how the day went um we got out to the dc in the morning we did a bunch of uh, mounted patrols throughout like we were you know we would go 
anywhere from fucking we we would literally be driving around all fucking day, going to different little villages, different little fucking teepee hut fucking campsites essentially. But these campsites are yeah. literally their fucking homes. Um, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, you know, and we're like fun things. We would we would go over to these fucking buildings, go these little fucking mud huts. We'd go and we're. You know, we're just searching for fucking terrorist activity and trying to, you know, search for shit that shouldn't be there. And so, you know, it's the end of the day. Usually we wrap up around 1600, 4 o'clock and fucking head back to base. And uh, so it's, you know, roughly about 4 o'clock, you know, 1600. And uh, so we get back to the uh, the police station that we were at and um, we're doing... Uh, we're, we're, we're doing, uh, investigations like random, uh, random, random investigations of civilians out, out on the road. And so we're all just chilling, uh, because, you know, we had to get those done. Um, you know, we're just basically taking random civilians information down, putting them in a database and then it fucking gets sent to, it gets sent to fucking some fucking nerd and they if it, if they get a hit like oh this motherfucker's a terrorist uh, arrest his ass um so we're doing those and uh there we only had a couple guys doing that out front of the uh of the police station and it just gets really fucking quiet all of a sudden and this th- this this police station was located right next to uh what they call a bazaar which is like your fucking mm-hmm. Basically, think of a fucking uh, for for those that don't know what a bazaar is. Think of it as like, like a, a strip market. market. Yeah, like a, like a strip market, farmers market kind of deal. Um, yeah. And it's fucking cracking all day, every day. Like, there's a fuck ton of people always. Well, for some reason, it just got really fucking quiet when we got back to base, <laughs> or when we got back <laughs> to our police station. Which it's, dude, that's when you know you're like, yeah. <laughs> and oh well, fuck me. Here we go. And all right. I can recall, I can recall Andy saying something when we came back because he was he was one of the ones doing the uh, the little you know fucking uh, spot checking of these of these civilians. He was like, which for 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 the listeners, he's one of those dudes that's been around the block. Yeah, he was right. He already prior had, infantry. He had a couple combat deployments uh, in Iraq, to Iraq, right? With the 82nd Airborne so, fucking kicking in yeah. doors. You know. So he knows when shit goes quiet. <laughs> he knows there's something wrong. So when we well, came back, he was like, it's awfully quiet over there at the bazaar. Like, which actually, I feel like people. I feel like Andy's response would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, it's awfully quiet at the bazaar. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it went. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> We're Let's about to get, get into some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. Because that's Andy to a fucking T. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. It's quiet at the bazaar. Oh, so fuck yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, eh? Uh, um, fuck it, eh? <laughs> so, so, yeah, he, he kind of just brought TJ. that up. Hey, girl. Yeah. Hey, girl, it's quiet at the bazaar. Yep. <laughs> TJ, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, he kind of, you know, brought that up real quick and was just like, hey, it's uh, kind of quiet over there. And G was like, fuck it, just just get these things done and let's get the fuck back to base. You know, RTB, let's get returned back to base, you know, fucking let's go. So they're doing that shit. And then uh, so I'm I'm sitting in my Vic in my vehicle, uh, getting it warmed up and ready 
I got I got the truck going. And I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm just fucking sitting reading my book in the driver's seat because I was driver that day. And out of the corner of my eye, as I'm reading, I see one of the Afghan, um, one of the Afghan soldiers uh, running towards the ECP like very quickly. Um, and it just like caught my eye because you know when you're when everyone's chilling, we're all like they were all sitting in you know on a wall and bullshit and whatever, just like no movement really. And then all of a sudden, some dude's just fucking running. You, it catches your eye. You turn and you fucking look. Well, as soon as I looked at him, there was a... <laughs> not... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that would have been... Uh, that would have been perfect for last week's. Um, but, uh, no, it was just a, a bright white and orange and yellow flash followed by a cloud of dust. Followed by a very nice little loud bang. Um, or boom, shall I say? And uh, shit, I should I should consider this fucking therapy. This is uh, what do they call that? Um, <laughs> they call that shit uh, uh, um, immersion. No, not not immersion therapy. It's fucking where you talk about what fucking what your trauma is. You talk about Isn't it to just, to make it normalized. Is that generally just therapy? No, no, no. There's a specific like for PTSD. <laughs> there's for oh. like for PTSD and shit, like you, if you don't talk about it and you just bottle it up, like that's why fucking so many veterans end up committing suicide, um, because they just don't talk about the shit that's bothering them, and then eventually they just yeah. suck start their nine mil, um, or beat their wives or, or kids or beat something. their wives or yeah yeah, uh, but yeah, there's uh, whatever we're we're getting off track, <laughs> goddammit. it, uh, <laughs> off track. so yeah, stick to it, man, stick to it. <laughs> so yeah, boom, flash or well. Flash, boom, dust, uh, fucking sunglasses fly off. Because I'm sitting in the driver's seat with my door open. And I'm sitting there reading. I was going to say, you're reading a book, right? Yeah, I'm I'm reading a book, The Circle by Ted Decker. Um, Fucking great book, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Trippy as shit. And uh, so I'm sitting there reading, and like as I look over, I see the boom. I hear the, or I see the flash. I hear the boom. It fucking the concussion wave sends the book flying into the fucking passenger seat, the TC seat, and glasses fly off of my face. I'm I'm wearing sunglasses, actively wearing them because it's bright. And fucking bam, boom, everything fucking flies over to the passenger seat. Uh, <clears throat> I grab my I grab my sunglasses, put those on, jump out, throw my kid on grab my saw, <clears throat> and then this fucking cherry-ass LT runs up to me and goes, what do I do? Uh, what do I do? I was like, get the fuck behind the truck, you idiot, sir. Um, <laughs> no, there would have been no sir out of my mouth. <laughs> well, I was like, get no, the no. fuck behind the truck, idiot. Uh, I mean, sir. <laughs> and he was like, okay, what, 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 do we, what, what, do, what do you want me to do? What do, you, where do I go? And I was just like, just sit behind the truck and shut up. You're okay, being so an idiot. Real quick, I have to interject. This is one of my biggest pet fucking peeves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It should be a pre fucking requisite to commission and become an officer. You have to, have to have spent time as an enlisted soldier. Yeah. Like, I, like in my opinion, you should have to be at least either like a senior E4 or an NCO. Yeah. Before you can utilize that option to become an officer yeah that's just my personal opinion like because then you end up with these fucktards that are like 
you know, straight out of fucking college, go straight to OCS, no fucking, you know, Joe time, mm-hmm. no grunt time, none of this shit. And then all of a sudden they're in charge <clears> of the whole entire platoon. Their experience is strictly from a book. And that's yeah, how, fuck well, and that's how our, our mob training was. Our fucking mob trainers, literally none of them were combat patched. And they're teaching yeah. us what we're going to expect in Afghanistan. Hmm. They, yeah, no, they read sorry. it in a book. You, if, yeah, like, if you've never been downrange, you shouldn't be teaching people about being downrange. Yeah, it was right? like we had understand. this joke. We we had this running joke, kind of an inside joke of that's gonna get you killed in combat because mm-hmm. all the shit, all the gear queer shit that we had on our fucking kit, like <laughs> this this fucking you know uh, this fucking sick call ranger and fucking textbook ranger. Uh, that's teaching us about everything we're going to expect in combat. Every time we would come with, like I had personally, I had a fucking, a wolf hook on my, on my IBA. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I liked how my, how my weapon sat with a wolf hook mm-hmm. versus yep. a one point or a three point sling. So mm-hmm. I can quick disconnect. I can get into fucking whatever situation I want and then I can mm-hmm. connect it and we can fucking ruck on and I don't even have to touch my weapon anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, that'll get you killed in combat it's like what the yeah. fuck like i remember hearing that when i first got to the unit you guys like everything was like eh, get you killed in combat and I was mm-hmm. like, the fuck and then you had explained it to me i was like oh that'll get you killed in combat mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah i don't get you killed in combat we'll get you killed in combat yeah like, exactly so <clears throat> yeah so this fucking you know fresh slt like this was like his first mission outside the wire and he gets blown off awesome. and uh awesome. So he, so you're like, I told him, just fucking dumbass behind the truck. I was like, get behind the truck. Like the fucking hydraulics are still like working on, you know, filling up so I can open the back fucking door so we can get up in the crow system. And now you were, if I remember correctly, from what you had told me, your truck it was a you were you were in one of the MRAPs, right? Yeah, I was in the RG31. Okay, and that was right on the other side of the Hesco, yes, just off to the side from the ECP, mm-hmm. where said VBID detonated. Yes. Oh, yeah, and that was okay. one thing I didn't say so far was that a VBID, vehicle-borne IED, VBIED, um, right. <clears throat> exploded, a.k.a. car bomb. Uh, former, like, correct? Uh, it was like their it was a forerunner. It's a well, no, their it's version of a their version of a Tacoma. It's called a Surf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we always we also had that running joke of uh, surfs up <laughs> because it was that's right. Because you guys, yeah. yeah, if you guys were going to get the tatty of the yeah. surfs up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so this V bid detonated in a very close proximity to where you were at. Yeah, I was the close. Technically, other than Andy Diaz, uh, the other guy, and our Terp um, Baldy. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, other than them, yeah, I was the closest ads. to the yeah. <laughs> other than <laughs> other than them, I was uh, closest to the blast because um, right. I was lead Vic, and right. so lead Vic parks closest to the exit. So I was literally about fifty feet from the east the, from the ECP from the explosion, right. and come to now find out, saved your ass was that you're on the other side of the Hesco. Yes. Because if there had been no Hesco there, you'd have been Oh, fucked. yeah. Would have been fucking decimated. Just fucking evaporated. Yeah. yeah. Because thank EOD... Yeah, thank God for Hescos. 
Um, but yeah, because EOD, when they did the analysis of the hole that was blown in the fucking ECP, which cost us an additional six hours on target, because um, we couldn't get our trucks out when you blow a, a hole six feet deep. Um, yeah. Even even big ass fucking four by trucks can't fucking maneuver through it, especially when they weigh like five tons. Um, yeah. And so yeah, the EOD when they came out and did their in, their investigation, they said uh, what was used was about five hundred pounds of homemade explosive and two one five five rounds <laughs> in that fucking truck. That's why. That's why the hood of the truck was found on a mud hut across the wadi, roughly about five hundred yards away. <laughs> now, okay, so you get. So you get blown the fuck up. Yeah. Right. VPID goes off. What happens next? So you, you get out of the Vic, you put the fucking LT behind the Vic cause he's a fucking pussy. Mm -hmm. And my first thing is uh, muscle off. memory kicks in, throw my kid on, grab my fucking grab my two, four, nine, throw the dumbass LT behind the truck and then go run up to the ECP and see where we need suppressive fire. Cause now were you guys taking contact at this point? No, it was just arms? not yet. Uh, well, not just, it was just, that's, you know, tactics, you know, train as you fight. We were always right. taught that they always lead up a fucking, a V bid with small arms fire. So right, that's why I asked. first instinct is we're going to get, we're going to get ambushed. That's their TTP. That's their fucking tactics right now is mm -hmm. they blow you up and then they follow up with small arms. So mm -hmm. because we're in a fishbowl, uh, literally, um, yeah, our DC was at the bottom of three fucking mountainsides and right, right next to a wadi on the other side. So, so a wadi is yeah. a fucking ravine that was about so you're set 500 to get feet fucking rocked. Yeah. Literally like shooting fish in a barrel. So mm -hmm. my first instinct was go to the ECP, check for C, uh, check for casualties, um, and I have a two four nine. I'm gonna provide suppressive fire if need be, yep. <clears throat> um, and get our God guys damn, into I love fucking. That weapon. Yeah, me too. Uh, I can't I wait for the fucking Sig weapon. version to come out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate God you. Damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did that, um, and I ran up and I saw Ortiz and. Sergeant G and Bones, they were, you know, they were carrying in the Afghans that got blown up uh, and, you know, to our CCP, our casualty collection point. Um, and Doc was fucking trying to work on them as much as he could as as they were starting to bring them in because there was two, uh, two Afghan army and two Afghan police that were very severely injured. One, like one that uh, G and bones were carrying in literally like as they were carrying him past me, like his leg from the fucking knee joint. The only thing that was fucking hanging on was a tendon. And it was like dragging yeah. behind as he's fucking yeah. getting carried behind me or getting carried by me. Yeah. And, uh, then there was another dude splattered across the fucking road. Um, I think he was Afghan army. Um, that was an interesting sight, you know, only seeing from torso up and then, you know, entrails across the road. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that was interesting. Uh, but then, yeah, so I'm trying to find secure or trying to fig find Ornelas and the other guys that were across the street. Cause when they were doing that shit across the street, I was like, fuck, they were even closer to the blast than me. And they didn't have the cover of the Hescos. What were they? Where yeah, are yeah. they? And so 
they come running cr- running across the street for cover behind the Hescos. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm good. like, okay, good. They're good. They're good. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Suppressive fire. What? Where do we? Where do we need to fire from? Uh, where are we going to get shot from? And uh, Ortiz said, focus down the road uh, across the wadi to the bazaar because that's where we're going to probably get hit from. Or have uh, have Jimmy focus down the bazaar, go up, meet up with Jimmy in the tower, and get our uh, our our six from that area. Like twelve o'clock would be mm-hmm. the bazaar, six o'clock would be the road where the dude came from to blow us up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. He was, you know, he was running other other guys to the to the other towers, mm-hmm. so we can have full three sixty security up high in the towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was just a waiting game after that, um, because so much commotion and craziness was going on. Like people were crashing, like the fucking civilians were crashing into each other on the road. It's literally a two lane road, and there's fucking like seventy cars trying to fucking maneuver this two lane road. Um, uh. And so they're trying to avoid the dead body in the middle of the road. They're trying to avoid hitting each other. There's like one lane now and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, supposedly, I, I don't know how true it is, but I'm pretty sure if, if Ornella says it's true, uh, if Andy says it's true, then fucking it's probably true. Um, but someone was shooting at us from across the wadi, from the bazaar, uh, before we before we got up into the towers. Right, like right after the explosion, someone was shooting at, at Andy. And Andy returned fire, and he knows mm-hmm. that that motherfucker was our SDM. He was our squad designated marksman. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, he was the team leader, so he he was a team leader, so he couldn't take up also squad designated marksman as a team leader. So it got passed down to me. Um, but he was—I mean, he's a fucking crack shot. That motherfucker doesn't miss. Uh, that motherfucker can shoot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he said he hit I mean, that. He's motherfucker. one of the ones. He's one of those dudes that taught me how to shoot. Yeah. Like he worked with me when I first got to the unit, and I never had any issues after that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Motherfucking computer. So, all that shit goes on. He says he shot that motherfucker in the face. Um, his words. Probably did. His words, exactly. Verbatim. Yeah, I, I shot that motherfucker in the face. Um, <laughs> just like that. Um, I love that guy. And uh, he was wearing an Afghan army uniform, supposedly. Uh, oh. So. Yeah, that shit happened. It was weird. Um, then it kind of there was a lull, and then we were trying to figure out what the fuck, how the hell are we going to get out of this place? We're literally fishing a barrel at this point, and we're stuck. Mm-hmm. There's no way out. So we're all up on security. Um, we are getting ready to, you know, fight our way out, and uh, we're we got to call a wrecker, and we got to call fucking like. Luckily, none of our trucks were damaged, but. Mm-hmm. Because that fucking surf was blown up in our fucking entry entryway and exitway, we we have no egress. Like we can't get the fuck yeah, out of there. You can't get the fuck out. So we had to call a wrecker. We had to call QRF. We had to call fucking. Uh, we ended up calling fucking basically anyone and everyone that was available. Get the fuck over here because we don't know what the what's going to go down. Um, so second platoon, or second platoon, second squad. Um, they they spun up. They got ready. Um, they got put on mission with us or they got put on QRF for, to, to come out to us. Cause they were like, Hey, no, those are our guys. We're going out there. We're going to fucking, we're going to yep. help. Uh, yep. cause QRF was already spun up. As soon as the fucking blast went off, we were on the BFTs. We were on the fucking radios calling fucking mm-hmm. base, letting them know what's going on. Um, and <clears throat> we, uh, we got 
the 101st to get their asses out there with a record. It took them a lot longer to get the record ready because they had just came back from a mission with the record and broke a like one of the fucking like the hydraulic or some uh, they broke they fucked something up on, on their record so they had to mm-hmm. they had to spin up another record it was like it took them an extra like fucking hour or some shit to get to get out to us with the record um when they finally did get out there they were like okay we have to uh we have got we got to lay down these fucking k rails to fucking block over the the six foot hole that this fucker dug or that fucking blue blew a fucking hole um and after that you know we finally fucking got out of there at probably about 2030 ish uh mm-hmm. like 2100 ish nine oh, o'clock damn. um late as fuck yeah and we had already been out there since fucking like zero six like we we ran our missions early like we got we got up before the fucking sun got up we did all of our fucking pccs pcis and fucking you know our PMCS is all all that shit before the sun came up. Like mm-hmm. as the sun was coming up, we were we were locked and loaded, ready to fucking go. We were we were bouncing as soon as the sun came up, and so it was like roughly zero six that time. You know the from the time that we left the base, and then fucking didn't leave the fucking police station until fuck almost like it was probably about nine o'clock at night, almost ten o'clock at night. God damn, long fucking day. And since we were in explosion, first thing is you got to go to medical. They got to fucking look you over. Make sure that you're not fucking concussed and fucking blah, 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 bullshit. They don't want you going to bed. If you have a fucking serious concussion, you go to bed, you're not going to wake up. Um, so we had to go to medical. Um, and I really have to take a piss. So I'm going to pause for a second. Um, and... I'll be right back. <laughs> I've been holding it a while, all right? What? All right. So it must be the whiskey. Whiskey must be getting up. Uh, I, it seems like his internet is drunk as well. Um, so as we pause from Bernie's, uh, deployment experiment experience, um, oh, he's back. Hey, look at that, man. That was a quick one. That was a QPO to the max Q P O. Okay. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch what I was going to say. Fuck it. All right. So you were just killing dead space. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking record got out there, um, figured all that shit out. So you guys, you went to medical because you got to make sure you're not concussed, yeah. um, which I know that all too well. I've had 19 concussions, yeah. so it might be why I'm a little bit fucking retarded. Um, anyway, so rest of the deployment went by pretty uneventful, yes? Uh, After you got blown <laughs> up? Well, I mean... Like you didn't get blown the fuck up again. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. So I mean, I'm sure you guys took some small arms fire. Some we we had a few pop shots, constant fucking mortar fire all fucking year round. Um, The only other thing was the Ortiz thing when I was on leave because I left because right after the explosion, uh, right after the V bid, um, I was going on leave a week later. 
I had seven days. Yeah. That's fun. I was going on leave seven days later. um, And Andy was going on leave three days later. um, And they were trying to pull his his, uh, R&R because of concussion protocol. Uh, he he must have been like you can get. Oh yeah, he was like, no, you can eat my whole dick. Like you, I am not <laughs> staying here the rest of this fucking deployment. We scheduled this shit because there was only a certain amount of slots per month and this and that. Like, no, I'm going home. And they were like, well, you have a concussion. Like you can't be on a fucking plane in less than 72 hours like no and he was like i'm going on a fucking plane one way or the other he's like bitch stop me and you're gonna have a fucking concussion like yeah fuck out of here with that <clears throat> so i was like when i heard that i was like oh fuck well okay i gotta figure out how the fuck not to think like i knew i had a concussion but i i was like i i gotta figure out how to get the fuck home without getting held back um and so i basically like it, uh, it wasn't really it wasn't lying because the test that they give you for a concussion, you can't really lie on a concussion test like you either are fucked up or you're not. And I was literally on that borderline because it's on a score of 30. You either are 25 or above 25 to 30 concussion or uh, uh, no concussion, 25 or below concussion on the answers that you give. So I was at a 25. So there's that gray area of you have 25 or above or 25 mm-hmm. or below. So there's so like there's no half points. Yeah. Um, so my my nurse was like, uh, sir, I don't know how to judge this because it's it's a pass fail. It's a go no go. But for some reason, he's neither or both. I can't tell or both. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, uh, can I say no? <laughs> like can i can i just yeah. say like i'm going on leave in a week and i don't want to be stuck here for the rest of the deployment without going home like i'm going on fucking leave if if this is like yeah, a fuck you guys like i could figure this shit out later maybe i don't know <laughs> <I'm> still, <laughs> maybe. still figuring it out uh so yeah the only two people in that in the explosion that did not get concussed according to the fucking documents was me and doc doc Obviously, he was in the fucking CCP. He was in a building fucking 100, like 100, about 200 feet away from the blast inside a building. So he didn't take any any concussion wave. I was 50 feet from the blast in the open. Like (laughs) only thing saved me was a fucking uh, a HESCO barrier from like fire and shit. So, yeah, uh, you got fucking rock. Yeah, I got rocked. Like I was dazed. Like you know the whole the fucking twinkles and the fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that shit, yeah, that that happened for a good 30 to 45 seconds. Like at, like when I when oh, when muscle yeah. memory kicked in and I was just fucking putting my shit on, like getting my shit ready and then that LT that dumbass LT ran up to me like the stars had had like subsided. I was like, "Okay, cool." Like and uh I was like, "Fine." Like I still had a headache for fucking hours after that like but it was like eh, whatever i'm good like i can yeah. i'm still in the fight you know like i'm not out and uh so yeah that concussion protocol didn't fucking happen like they kept us on 24-hour quarters we weren't allowed to sleep um because everyone in the fucking platoon or everyone in the squad was technically concussed like right they they were like everyone lights on in the barracks 24-hour quarters no sleep we're like 
that doesn't seem beneficial at all. Like that seems actually like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like I've already been up for going on 24 hours. You want me to stay up for another 24? I'm going to fucking hallucinate assholes. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were like, you can take brief naps, but have a battle buddy, <laughs> like have a spotter. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so the rest of the deployment, other than the Ortiz thing, um, that was, you know, I went on leave. And then when I came back from leave, fucking Ortiz blew his goddamn hand off uh, or, you know, th- three fifths of it. Um, and I mean, like, other than that, just fucking mortar fire every other day, pop shots every now and again uh, from the mortar pits where they were fucking shooting at us from. Um, and then we went home and, uh, we got home and, you know, you, when you're going through demo, it's a weird fucking experience because, um, you've been gone for a fucking year, right. Mm -hmm. And you're on your way home. Like you see the fucking finish line, you smell the barn essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where you fuck up, uh, because you smell the barn and you just want to get the fuck home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use that reference because fucking G told it to us all the time. Whenever we'd fucking, whenever we would do anything time related, where you know five days in a wake up, four days in a wake up, don't smell the barn. Complacency yeah, kills. I hate that shit. Yeah, complacency kills, and that's what yeah. that's one of our biggest things here on the show is. You know, we talked about this a little bit. Not to uh, sidetrack, just real quick though, um, when we were talking about preparedness, right, and situational awareness and things of this nature a few weeks ago, um, you know, I had made a comment of like ladies, even guys, you know, when you're out and about, when you're walking through a parking lot, when you're doing certain things, stay off the fucking phone. Yeah. Keep your phone in your pocket, head up, keep -hmm. your eyes around, pay attention to your fucking surroundings, have some situational awareness, look at things, fucking pick up things that seem weird or off or just not fucking normal. Like, you know, what's normal. It's not normal. Right. Mm -hmm. So like you said, complacency kills. This is the type of shit that Yes, it's our military mentality and it's drilled into us and it's molded into us and it's all this type of shit. And like G said, you know, don't fucking smell the barn, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't fucking just get tunnel vision on the end result mm-hmm. because you have to stay in the now. Well, this is, you know, that needs to translate over into our every average everyday lives. Like we need to keep up the fucking situational awareness. We need to keep that mindset of complacency fucking kills because realistically... <clears throat> if you got your head up, you got your head on a swivel, i.e. Eli in fucking Illinois, right? Head yeah. on a swivel. One second. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> given the time that it is right now, um, we're going to take a 30 second break. 30 second moment of silence ah. for Tower One. So that right. was Tower One at yeah. nine twenty eight a.m. was when Tower One was hit. Um, <clears throat> we took a thirty second moment of silence for that. Yep. Um, rest in peace to every 
American that lost their lives on September 11th, um, especially those initial in the first plane that hit Tower 1. Um, that's not a situation that could have been avoided with stay alert, stay alive. Yeah. But taking into a, that mentality into account, look at, look at Eli, right, over in Illinois. Right, the, the the 22 year old kid that dumped that shooter in the fucking mall. Mm-hmm. Like you can pick those things up the minute they walk through the door. Yeah. Right, and as as citizens, as fucking Americans that are afforded the Second Amendment right to carry mm-hmm. and protection, you should be every single person that my voice can fucking touch should be carrying. Yeah. You should be exercising your second amendment right. Every day carry EDC is every fucking day. It's yeah. EFDC carry. Every fucking day carry. Okay. And and Mike uh Mike Glover says Mike it all Glover the time. Just talked about this like fucking on I think it was his last podcast for preparedness. Mm. Right? See, and I I still haven't quite gotten there yet. I think I'm like I think I'm my maybe like 10 episodes behind right now, but I'm working on, you know, I'm working through them, but he always yeah. says it all the time when he's talking about preparedness, he's always talking about situational awareness. And he mm-hmm. says the main three things you got to look when you're, when you are, when you're encountering someone that you think is suspicious, eyes, hands, demeanor, eyes, hands, demeanor, where are they looking? Where are their hands? Where, what are they? How, how is their demeanor? Are they fucking, are they kind of skittish? Are they looking around a lot? Are they fucking, are they sizing up the people in the room? Are they doing, you know, what are they doing with their hands? Where are they, are their hands in their pockets? Are their hands on, on their waistband is on their, are their hands behind their back? And, you know, like it's, it's a very simple way of starting your, situational awareness uh mentality like eyes hands demeanor dan holloway said it on a show on one of the drinker bros episodes not that long ago and ross was like and it just seems pretty inconvenient like constantly like stressing out over there dan's like no motherfucker it's not (laughs) it's not you do it for two weeks and it'll become second nature yeah it's it, that's I, very I, true. I don't. I, I almost don't even notice when I'm paying attention to absolutely anything and everything in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. I don't because yeah. I just do it. My kid does it. My wife yeah. does it. We do it without even thinking, right? Yeah. And as an EDC, or as I'm going to start referring it to as as your as an EFDC, right? Mm-hmm. A citizen, your situational awareness could be that split second between the first person getting shot as someone walks through a door and them not getting shot and your ability to draw and engage the shooter before they can even get a round off. Cause most of these guys, right? Like these, these, most of these shooters, they like, let's say the kid in Illinois, bro, a motherfucker walked right in through that door with an AR out yeah i'm gonna tell you right fucking now if i'm at walmart and i'm close to the door and i'm and i'm looking at the door which 99.9 percent of the time when i'm at the checkout lines my eyes are on the the exits yeah entry exits right Mm -hmm. if i see a dude walking in that first door with an ar 
bro, I'm drawn on him. Yeah. I am drawn down on him. I mean, it could be a guy just taking his Second Amendment right to an extreme. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be. But if that's the case and he's not trying to freaking shoot up the place, he's not going to raise his weapon in my direction. Yeah. He's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he's gonna have right? it. I'm not gonna if, draw. And if he's smart, on him. he's gonna. Yeah, if he's smart, he's gonna have it slung, and then he's gonna right. be like, he's gonna have hands off, weapon hands in the air, going right. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just exercising my Second Amendment right. There, right. Dude, when we were still, when I was still in, I think it was back in 2015, 14, 15, something like that. There was a dude in Ontario walking his dog on the street of Ontario, and he was walking with his AR. AR was unloaded. It was it was green. No magazine which at the time, which at the time was unloaded, legal. exposed carry weapon in the state of California was legal, was legal back then. And cops were called on him, fucking all this shit. He had he had a fucking body cam on him or he was recording from his phone or whatever. But he was saying, like, it, it's my Second Amendment right. And it's the you know, it's not against the law for me to carry open with no magazine in the chamber, no round in the chamber. Like, mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't understand why. And he, and then the cop was just like, well, you know, people are just concerned. It's like, but I'm not doing, I'm walking my dog. It's slung across my chest. It's not like I have it at the Which, low ready and I'm fucking doing anything right. crazy with it. Like I have it slung across my chest and I'm walking my dog and there's no magazine in the, in the magazine. Well, no round in the chamber. And he was like, well, you know, and the cop was like, you're right. Like, I just let me, let me double check for my safety and the safety of everyone else to check to make sure there is no i'm going to clear it make sure that there's no round in the chamber and then we're good and he fucking yeah, gave it and, back to him and he let him on his way he was like and look guys carrying a fucking ar open carrying an ar in public is just a retarded fucking idea yeah okay especially in this day and age state, this climate you're probably just going to get shot yeah, for that just fucking dumb off of but, principle. but i can tell you that if I see somebody walking through that door with an AR open, out, mag in, loaded, whatever, bro, I'm drawing down on them. And if that weapon comes up, you're getting plugged. Yeah. Like, it's that simple, right? But that's that level of situational awareness as an EFDC American citizen mm -hmm. that can save fucking lives. It's not about taking lives. None of this is about taking somebody's life, right? We're not actively walking out the door every day with our weapon in our waistband or wherever the hell we choose to carry it. Hoping and praying we get to shoot a motherfucker in the face. Yeah. Right? We we don't want it. Nobody wants to go through that bullshit. Because it's, it's mm -hmm. fucking annoying, to be completely honest with you. Well, not only that, but <clears throat> it's it's a different uh it's a different mentality from being in war. Like Right. When you're when when you're a soldier and you're being trained for war and you're you you're trained to kill the first thing you're you're taught in your first fucking eight weeks of of training as a military person uh, as military personnel you are taught how to kill you are literally being trained to kill after that whatever job you go into then then you get trained on that specific thing but every branch of the military gets trained to kill in their first eight to eight to 12 weeks of yeah. basic training because you're a warrior soldier first MOS and then you're second. MOS. Yes. So, okay. but that mentality, yeah. Like we, when we go to war, when we go to Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever, whatever war zone we're going to in theater, 
we have that mindset of it doesn't fucking matter who you are if you're not in the right color uniform you are a bad guy Hold well on. yeah but that's a little bit that's a little you. bit different sorry another 30 second silence for tower two Tower 2, 937 a.m. So <clears throat> when but you're right that like but that's totally different, right? That's like apples to oranges because well, and that's that's what range, I was trying to get at was killing in the like civilian you have to mindset. have the mindset. Yeah, you have to have yeah. the mindset downrange that you're everyone is trying to kill you. Fucking kill a motherfucker <clears throat> as everybody's trying to kill you, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're civilian... actually hunting a bad guy. In a civilian world, it's a defensive. Exactly. Uh, it's a defensive mindset, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily, now when you go on the offense, which you're not really doing, even if somebody, let's say I saw a dude walk in. And he goes to raise that AR, raise that 12 gauge, or whatever it is that he's going to raise whatever weapon is his weapon of choice, right? Even if I shoot first and get him before he can even let a round off. It's still technically a defense. Yeah, it's a defensive posture. Because he's on that aggressive. He he is the aggressor. He's on the offense, right? So it's a defensive mindset. I'm not actively walking out my door every day going, God, I hope I get to fucking shoot somebody today. Like, that's not the mentality, yeah. right? I am just constantly in the situational awareness fucking mentality so that in the event that something happens, I can notice it and pick it up as soon as possible to engage the threat and stop the killing as soon as possible. Now, the loss of life. one loss, mm-hmm. two loss of life, three, you know, he may have one, two, three victims, mm-hmm. but I will always be prepared to stop that threat as so that that number doesn't continue growing right as quickly as possible. So, uh, but like, like you were saying with, with the deployment, like as you get closer to the end of it, your mentality naturally is going to start shifting to things you're going to do back home. What am I going to do? Who am I going to see? How many times am I going to get fucking laid within the first week that I'm back home? How many beers am I going to drink? How many parties am I going to go to? Like all these fucking things, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of, Hey, I probably should be handling this fucking blasting cap or whatever it is and passing it around a room <laughs> to people. Yeah. Right? Like there's certain things. Oh, I should probably be watching that wadi. I should probably watch be watching that ridge line. I should probably not be smoking and joking with my homie over here when we're on a dismount. And I should be watching all the fucking people around me. Yeah. I should be watching for the kids to disappear and go inside all of a sudden out of nowhere. Whatever the case is, I shouldn't just have somebody walk up to me from my side, be a little child and hand me something while I'm engaged in a conversation, smoking and joking and just reach over and take it out of their hand without looking first. Right. All these little things that in the beginning to mid of a deployment, 
you would be on the front of your mind. You'd be on point. And -hmm. towards the end of the deployment, that last month and a half to month to three weeks to fucking two weeks to week out Mm -hmm. from you going home, all of a sudden, for some reason, all that shit disappears. Mm -hmm. And then we start losing hands and we start losing fucking soldiers and we start getting shot. Then we start, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it. It's like there, you know, there's a, a bunch of fucking memes about it. It's like day one of, of deployment, fucking mortar goes off. It's like, where's the bunker? And you fucking ah, <laughs> yeah. like fucking all. And then it's like day 300 of deployment. It's like, if I die, I die. And you just go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, and it's so fucking true, happened, though. Bro. Like and but, you know, like what I what I meant about, you know, the the don't smell the barn and uh, complacency kills when it came to uh, demo. <clears throat> When it comes to demo, you know, like you're back stateside, like we did our demo at Fort Lewis in Washington, and you're just trying to get the fuck home. You've been gone for a year. Yeah, you got two weeks of R and R, but that's you know it's never long enough. It's like it's like having a weekend off of of work. Like you have you still have to go to work on Monday, and it's just like mm-hmm. you know how was your weekend? It's never long enough. You know, um, <clears throat> so you, you're you're only thinking about getting home because you're that much closer. Like. I mean, for us in California, fucking Fort Lewis, Washington's only about an eight hour drive, you know, um, or eight to 12 hour drive, whatever. Um, yeah. So it's like you're that much closer to home. So you're only thinking about getting home and you're only thinking about answering all the questions correctly because you're going through medical, you're going through vision, yes. you're going through hearing, you're going through fucking psych, you're going through whatever else you want to put on all the fucking demo papers and you're just marking just checking the boxes on everything. Do you have PTSD? No. Do you have TBI? No. Did you get blown up? Maybe. Do you do you have trouble <laughs> sleeping? Like maybe. <laughs> do you have trouble sleeping? Eh, well, you know, I mean, when you're when you're running missions for three days straight and you're getting mortared, you know, for 36 of those 72 hours, eh, you know, you stay awake. Um, and then you know, like you're do you have any concerns? No. Do you want to go home? Yes. Okay, cool. That was the right answer, right? And then you get home, and five years later, you're wondering why you're fucking beating your spouse and have suicidal thoughts, and you're fucking mm-hmm. driving recklessly, and you're drinking excessively, and you're fucking not sleeping. You're only fucking. You're only. Uh, you you start doing drugs. You start doing this. You like you're you're doing all these crazy things that are out of nature, out of character for you, and you're wondering, well, why am I different now? It's like, well, I mean, fuck, war fucked you up. And then you you didn't use the resources that you had available at your fingertips right there at Demo. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I didn't have paperwork because I smelt the barn way too early at the day after or the, the night of the explosion. <laughs> I smelt the barn going, I wanted to go home on leave. So I didn't have that paperwork. So I don't have a Purple Heart. Although I should have had a Purple Heart like everyone else. Everyone else in this in the squad that got blown up got a purple heart minus Doc. But I was the closest to the blast. Mm-hmm. I had the most TBI from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably should have gotten a purple heart. Um <laughs> and because I don't have any paperwork concluding or not concluding, um solidifying that I had a con- confirming that I had a concussion. I just had the paperwork stating that I was on the borderline. I had a gray area. I had it was a pass or no, it was a go or no go pass fail. How do you, how do you see minus a pass fail? Like I, you know, it, I always, I always said that if I didn't have, if, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any at all. 
Yeah. Um, and you know that in that instance, you know that I fucked myself on that. Like I should have taken that more seriously. I should have been like, I'm still six days out from the from R and R. Like I could go back because you go back after 72 hours to reeval. So I could have went back and been like, I feel better now, and then go on leave three days later. Like I could have done that, but hindsight's 2020. Don't smell the barn. If for any of you out there that is struggling, which September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, for one, if any of you are struggling with mental uh, mental health issues, suicide uh, ideology, uh, ideations, uh, fuck, PTSD, any of the above, <clears throat> and you need to reach out, reach out to either myself or Maddie. Uh, you have our fucking... Our IGs, Bornhard0069 is mine. Maddie is fucking at MagicMan330 on Instagram. Uh, fuck, if you have me on Facebook, add me on Facebook. Hit me up on Facebook or IG. doesn't matter. If you have if you have my number, give me a fucking call. I don't care what time it is. I'm always up. You know, I rarely sleep anyways. Um, <laughs> but, and if, if you don't want to talk to anyone, uh, anyone that you know, the new suicide hotline and suicide awareness hotline is 988. It is not the fucking 10 digit number that it used to be. It's 988. So now that I got that out of the way, because I totally like I spaced that, you know, September suicide awareness month. Um, but the, the main thing was um, if you are demobbing, don't try to just, get home as quick as possible. You're still going to be there for another fucking week or whatever. However long it's going to take you to get home, you're still going to be there for that amount of time. Don't try to expedite the process and get home like I did and then have to deal with it five years later down the road when you're trying to deal with the VA and they're trying to get you to run through all the fucking flaming hoops and all the bullshit. And then it's going to take you an extra year to year and a half to start getting your fucking medical and start getting your fucking PTSD therapy and your Mm -hmm. fucking all the shit that they're going to fucking make you do and all the hoops you're going to jump through. And then they're going to tell you, well, that's 10%. Oh, that's not going to be, that's not service connected. Oh, that's not this. That's not that you like myself included, but you're going through it with the VA pain yeah, fuck the VA. with the VA Let me just say, fucking sauce fuck is going. VA. Yeah. The VA is a bunch of bags of dicks that don't know they're They're a bunch of civilians that are trying to treat a fucking military. Like you, you don't have a civilian try to treat military problems because they don't know their ass from a hole in the wall and fucking they just they, they don't know the mindset. They don't know the mentality. They don't know the prognosis. They don't even know the fucking diagnosis. They don't like, know shit about fuck. That perfectly said. They don't know shit about fuck. And for some reason, they all have degrees and shit. Um, but it's not about fuck. Uh, so we're uh we're man we're running long again but you know we wanted to uh we got eight minutes left here um because we both got some shit to do today and uh we just wanted to tap on because of the fact that it's uh 9 11 it's you know the the 21st anniversary the first the first anniversary of not actually being a part of that war anymore which is weird because you know we fucked that up last year um I have a very strong feeling that this 
9-11 is going to be exponentially harder for some of those that have served in GWAT than any 9-11 before. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like with this horribly botched fucking withdrawal that we experienced this year, um, I feel that like this is going to serve like this reminder of 9-11 is really going to fucking strike a negative chord with certain people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I mean, does it, is it feel different for you? I mean, you went down range, <laughs> got blown the fuck up, got mortared all the time. Like you dealt with some shit, saw some shit. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does hit a different chord this year because we, when we were there, we felt like we were doing good, right? We were like the, the mission that we were on, we felt like we succeeded. Um, by the time we left, we actually had like good rapport with the locals in every, in every, uh, in the province of coast that we were in every little village, every little town, we were getting hits on, Hey, there's this IED maker over here. Hey, there's this fucking terrorist guy over here. And we were starting to get fucking like good, solid Intel from random civilians, random locals. They actually liked us. They, they, at least our unit, the three thirty, like our third platoon, they liked us. They weren't too fond of the screaming chickens, Um, but they actually liked us. And we felt like we were doing a good job. Once we left and big red one took over and then six seventy and took over or six seventy eight. Well, yeah. Eight seventy. When eight seventy took over, um, it was different because I, I kept in contact with my interpreters. I kept in contact with at least two of the Terps mm-hmm. and they said, Oh, the guys that replaced you. Mm, nah, they, they weren't you guys. And we're like, well, of course, like we're, we're just awesome. But, uh, you know, you got to work with them, you know, for the next year. And they're like, yeah, we're trying, we're trying to work with them, but they have like a different mindset and this and that. And then it just kept going downhill from there. Every unit that replaced those units, it was just down and down and down and down. Yeah. It was like until fucking last year when everything pulled out, we were like, what the fuck did we do 10 years ago when we were there? The, the locals actually liked us. They weren't trying to fucking sell us out every fucking chance they got and try to get us blown the fuck up or killed. And then right. last year we pull out and then now we're fucking starting from scratch with the fucking the people that we were fighting in the beginning are now in charge of the fucking country. Great. That fucking that that seems fucking legit, you know? Yeah. Which fuck us, right? <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, our our fucking administration just completely mm-hmm. fucked everybody that it, it, it literally was just like smack the dicks of everybody that fucking went over there and fought for 20 goddamn years. Yeah. And those that we have lost of a service member that, that passed away and gave the ultimate sacrifice while fighting that range. Um, <clears throat> for realistically vast majority of this was a bullshit fucking proxy war. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that pisses me off the most. And it's funny because, like, we were talking before the show, and I'm going to make this super fucking fast. And we got four minutes um, left. <laughs> we only got four before we get left. kicked. Before we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bernie had mentioned when we were talking previously that 9-11 was kind of one of the big reasons as to why 
among a, a lot of other fucking people why he started thinking about enlisting. A big majority of our generation. <laughs> right. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> totally different story. I was a young, dumb, fucktard, street punk kid that was like all anti-war, anti-government, um, you know, fucking no blood for oil type of shit. <laughs> right. And that was kind of my mentality. But then when you really think about it, which hindsight's always fucking 2020, right? Yeah. When I enlisted in 2010 at 24, 25 years old, I enlisted because I wanted to go kill motherfuckers. Uh, right? I <clears throat> knew somebody that was downrange at that time when I was in, uh, who had already been downrange to Iraq. Um, and there was a lot of aspects to certain things. And I also enlisted because I wanted to become a civilian cop. And I figured going into the military to go downrange and fight terrorists um, as a law enforcement officer would help me on the civilian side when I got back. Um, so it wasn't until later that I decided to actually enlist. But when 9-11 initially happened, I was a totally different opposite end of the spectrum mindset. Um, but what's really funny is certain things that I believed back then, as far as this, like, no blood for oil bullshit, um, you know, the WMD deal that fucking Bush. Uh, Bush was pushing to get the American people behind the fucking war, all this other crap in a sense, kind of turned out to be fucking true, right? Yeah. A lot of it. There were never any fucking weapons of mass destruction. There was a lot of fucking oil deals. There was a lot of different bullshit. Um, so, but no, 9-11 was not my initial reason for enlisting. As a matter of fact, uh, after 9-11, I, I wanted no part of combat and war and any of that bullshit. So, um, but as I got, like I said, as I got older and I started to grow up and I started to research and I started to fucking love my country more and all these other types of things, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a different story. And see, that's the funny thing about growing up is, you know, with age comes wisdom um, and knowledge. You start to learn, you start to research. And that's why we always try to tell you guys, you know, the listeners, we always try to tell you guys to don't take our word for it. Actually go look at what the, like, you know, look up what, what we're talking about. Like, yeah, we, we do our research as well. We do our due diligence on the majority of the shit that we talk. But you should also be doing your due diligence as well as, you know, to fact check us. Fuck it. You know, like yeah. actually look and and see the articles that we're talking about. See the, mm -hmm. you know, cross reference, you know. Oh, wait, maybe maybe we said something wrong on this. So yeah. what we want to further <clears throat> uh, throw out to you guys out there, guys and gals and and all the in-betweens, um, you know, the frogs of the world. Uh, go <laughs> uh, make sure to rate us a five-star on fucking iTunes and Spotify and give us a rating, a comment. Um, don't forget to uh, like and, and subscribe or follow whatever the fuck it is on, on all those platforms because we need to get, we need to have, uh, build our, our listener uh, base up. Yeah, let's build this tribe, guys. Let's help take care of each other, take care of our community. Um, take care of this fucking country because um, it's realistically, regardless of what's going on right now, whether or not I believe that this country is, is a country in distress, um, we're still the greatest fucking country on the planet. You know what that means? There's no country more free than us. So don't be a dick. Drink water. We are out. <laughs>